Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Voice of Yamato episode something. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Fnatic and uh, anything that you guys can think of or what I can think of. As always, um, this is an ad-free experience. If you want to support the stream, uh, do so, I don't know, by subscribing on Twitch or something. Because I, I know a lot of people listen to this while they go to bed, you know? This is... Uh, uh, so we... I make sure that you don't get awoken by some crazy noise, you know? Some crazy ad. I don't want you guys to, to go through that. You can also listen to this on Spotify. Most of the time, sometimes I forget uploading it. Because as you all know, this is the most scuffed podcast that you've ever seen. If you look at the layout of it, it's like, what the fuck is going on? There's like so much darkness on the screen. Wasted space. Uh, but uh, I waste no space uh, in other things in life. But... Um, Let's just get to it. Our roster is officially announced. We're no longer going to be working with Bwipo, Adam, and Niski. You know, it's always bittersweet. Not bittersweet, it's just bitter. Uh, well, it's also kind of sweet, you know. I um, don't know how to describe the taste of the situation, you know, because always in any off-season, you, you, you have to be honest with yourself you need to be honest with what you believe is going to give you the best odds you have that obligation to the players that you want to build around and you have that obligation to the money that is involved you have that obligation to to europe you have that obligation to anything that is going on and um you know that's a harsh reality you know that's why it's tough to be a pro player uh, it's tough because there is very little certainty and sometimes from your perspective, your situation, maybe uh, you you will deem it as um, as unfair. You know, you you will deem it as unfair, and um, not a lot of things in life are fair because there's too many things in play that you're not in control of. And um, with the changes that occurred, I I fully support them. You know, um, it's uh, it's just in my mind, you know, uh, looking at the top laners that that I was intrigued by was was uh, like 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 Wonder was a super target, you know. Wonder Wonder for me has such a high peak, and I know from speaking to him that coming into this season he is going to be more hungry than ever, and I know how well he can function in a team environment that just you know feeds off of his energy. And there's a lot of, you know, memes that have run rampant, but that was the risk that G2 took in terms of how they branded themselves, right? It's like G2 was always the team that was memeing a lot and having a lot of fun. And, you know, there was the memes about World of Warcraft and Wunda and so forth. And when, when, when G2 was winning, you know, no one cares about those memes, but sometimes, you know, it extends to a certain point where people believe that the meme is the reality, but it really isn't. You know, Wunda is an absolute machine. You know, uh, Wunder was number one prior for me. Like, like Wunder is is really, really insane. You know, it's 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 like how everything played out. We got the number one priors for ourselves. You know, there was conversation about the the perk safari combo, but I'm really fucking happy. You know, really, really fucking happy. It's like humanoid has improved and played insanely, insanely well, and. Um, I'm just excited because, 
you know, we have a team and a roster where we have players from all of the best European teams from the last years, you know? And I am so, so happy with how the offseason played out because in my mind, Humanoid and Wunder is is better, you know, than 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 anything, you know. That that was just the the top end, you know. It's just with the movement of how things play out in off season, you know. It's like Alfari and Perks want to join uh, the same team pretty much, and Wunder having the possibility to get out of G two was so unclear you know we didn't know how the fuck it it played out but we managed to you know uh, make a deal in the end and it makes me so fucking happy it's so hard always because you're always faced with time pressure because there's so many things that are moving it's like you you go to sleep eight months i'm not eight months you go to sleep eight hours right and you wake up and all of a sudden maybe five teams made some fucking big moves and maybe uh, some options were closed right so that that thing is always a very spooky aspect of the off season. Uh, I want to also say thank you to Nyan Ruby for gifting four tier one subs. I appreciate it. That is a grand total of twelve cheeseburgers that I'll be able to eat uh, in a moment in time where maybe I will not be able to eat uh, healthy food. So I have um, twelve cheeseburgers. Uh, thank you very much. I'm super, super happy about how, how the off-season went, you know, just like, um, for, for those that are in some shape or form doubtful of, of Wunder, is just that this man has played at such a high level for so long that he has created so much credit for himself uh, for many years to come. G2 last year and it oh not only for g2 but teams that face issues you know it's such a team game where your psychology changes depending on what your team situation is and maybe you're going to play a certain way or give a certain amount of energy into the situation based of how you perceive things and and g2 you know everyone was struggling on that g2 roster last year and it is completely unfair to pinpoint a specific part because it was plain and simple that that dynamic that they've built up with Wunder, Yankos, Mickey and Caps, it just had ran its course. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's too difficult to reinvent yourself in a situation. Maybe you need to reinvent yourself, but it's very difficult because things are so set in stone. You're set in your habits, you're set in your ways in regards to how you are in a team and in an environment so keep in mind this g2 roster was active for a very long time right 2019 2020 and 2021 it's very rare you see teams being the same for such a long time of course they changed reckless for perks i mean perks for reckless uh, which changed it a little bit but the core part of the dynamic it's like Reckless isn't the personality to change a dynamic completely and pull people along with him, you know? He's more of like he most, he's more of like an addition to what's going on. And um, that's why, you know, in the context of G2, it's very unfair to point fingers. Like Mickey was a problem, Caps was a problem. No, no, no. Those are five really fucking good players. And, um, and uh, th those are five players that can definitely compete for 
you know, the top, like the top position in their position. I, I just tried to find a way to phrase it where I didn't say position twice, but I just couldn't find it. Ask Robin, thank you very much for your prime. That's three cheeseburgers in the bank. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So Mickey being teamless is very disappointing, you know, Reckless and K-Corp, uh, Yankus and Caps still very dangerous on G2, you know, and um, and of course Wunder, like Wunder, for me, keep in mind, there's so many changes that can happen within a season, and Wunder is meta-proof, this is a man that, this is the type of player that you want to have coming into a new season, because you don't know what's going to be coming your way. He's just an elite player, and I'm so fucking happy that we signed him. You know, Ivan uh, Razork, like you guys know him as Razork, but I call him Ivan. Uh, Ivan, uh, Ivan, Ivan, I don't know how to say it the Spanish way, Ivan, Ivan Drago. You know, he has such a good attitude, you know. For me, you know, if you look uh, on an un unbiased view, I believe that that the situation is... You know, the jungle position, you know, last year I felt like Bipu was the best performing jungler, you know? And that is in a situation where, you know, he just rule swapped and dominated the position. I think he did super, super well uh, against Inspire. That's a player that people hype up. You know, I think he did, I think he played better than Elioia in the finals against Mad Lions. We just couldn't capitalize because Mad Lions was just a way better team. And, um, what I'm trying to say is that the position jungle is definitely something that is for the taking, you know? So for me, it's all about attitude. Like, how, how are you going to approach it? And with, with the little time that I've spent with Ivan, it's going to be, you know, a lot more coming into the season. He, he's been showing me that he has the right attitude to become the best player in his fucking position, you know? He's a very, very hard worker, very good attitude, has a very good vibe about him, you know? Very, very socially, you know, nice which um, is super, super important. And, and Humanoid, you know, Humanoid is just so smooth. Like, the way he plays is so smooth. Like, it, mechanically, how he moves is just smooth. Uh, like how he hovers, good view, overview of the game, pays attention to all uh, key pieces and can give, give, like, good pieces of information within the game. I think, like, you know, Humanoid is just a fantastic player. Uh, like, I'm, I'm so happy with the roster. And I think... Uh, Hillian and Elias, they of course speak for themselves. I think they are the best bot lane in, in Europe. I think they were so last year too. And um, I think they will just continue to to dominate. They they are warming up right now. They are a bit uh, rusty, but that's good, you know, which means that they rested up because after such a year, it's important to rest up and it's important to, to miss the game a little bit. So we're going to be going to... Um, to Berlin, second uh, of January. We're gonna do some content with Pete, and we're gonna just go rock and roll in the scrims. We're gonna use December to to ease into it, you know, and uh, we're going to slowly, slowly start up and make sure that everyone is in tip top shape coming into uh, the next year. And that's uh, the goal of what we're doing right now. Uh, someone asked me if we uh, were trying to get Cabo over Wonder. Well, basically, uh, in my mind, how it went was uh, Wonder over Cabo and um, the issue was that you know 
negotiating with with G2 uh you know uh, negotiating for players on the contract with anyone really I don't want to say just G2 it can become very difficult you know it's like a lot of like you can't give give you put yourself in a position where uh, you you're in danger and so forth and and Cabo was a free agent at the time and it was a player that we pursued because it came with a little bit more safety than the risk that we needed to take in order to to get Wunder right and um, eventually, you know, the wounded play played out. So everything played out really, really well from us, for, for, from our side. And and Kawa would be a player that I would be excited to work with too, because I have history with him as well. Uh, but um, I think, you know, in the end, uh, how it played out is 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 really fucking good. I'm I'm so happy uh, how it played out. Like it, it couldn't have played out uh, better. You know, the the conclusion, the conclusion of what we have now. It couldn't have played out better for us, I think. But yeah, I'm I'm incredibly happy, very very satisfied. And Cabo is going to continue to do work on K Corp. You know they have big plans. Like they 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 are really really making it. You know uh, they are really really uh, understanding the value of 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 uh, of the right people. Uh, so I'm I'm happy for Cabo too. You know he's a, he's a very good friend of mine. Cabo commented that he chose Keiko over Fnatic. Is this true? Well, that's um, that's true, yeah. But in the end, it played out the best way possible for everybody, you know? But uh, it did. I think Keiko really, really made them feel valued, and I think that's important. It's, it's 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 kind of different when you know it's like the situation is it's like oh they're choosing to work with me uh, due to the fact that uh, they couldn't find you know a deal at the time uh, with uh, with a player that they believe is better than me so you know it's a question of you know I know what's important for Calvin is that that he feels valued about from from the team end and uh, I think Jacob definitely gave him that and I think. Uh, you know, in the end, I reiterate, you know, the way it played out, I'm so happy. It, it couldn't have played out better. I think some of the things that we tried to pursue due to fears about how the offseason is going to play out and so forth, I think this was, you know, the ideal situation for us, you know. It definitely is. Like, I genuinely feel I have players in each each position that can become the best in their position. Obsidian human are too strong personality or you're not afraid that they don't get along. You need to have a strong personality to get far. I I, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think it's important, you know, on, on my end, what's important always in any team that I work with is to always highlight the things that, that, that build bonds between one another, uh, in, in, like what connects them. You know, most families are bound by blood, but we are bound by a, 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 a goal, that uh, we all want to achieve, right? And in that, each player needs to take ultimate responsibility for one another and at the same time, at the same time, you know, look at the teammates and really, really put in effort to build bridges between one another. Uh, no matter what two, two people you're going to have, whether they mesh well together, mesh bad together, you know, there's always a way. There's always a way if you try hard enough. Because most most conflicts come from misunderstandings. Because 
everyone comes in with different experiences, different perspectives of that same experience, and it's important to to highlight those differences and to not be afraid of those differences, talk about those differences, realize that in those differences, if you work together to to figure them out, lies improvement, right? So in that, it's, you know, whether there's a strong personality, bad personality, strong personality, tougher personality to work with, I don't care. There's always a way. There's always, always a way. And um, from any challenge comes possibility. Uh, so strong personality or not, uh, I, I'm not worried about any any of these facts because I know for a fact that I have five players that want to fucking win, that want to become the best, and I can... That's the only thing that I need, you know? That's the only thing I need. If I have that, no matter how their personalities are, it's going to be fucking amazing. And that's to say, you know, so far, you know, we had a couple of scrim days and, and, and the vibe is good. You know, the vibe is good. It's like, Wunder naturally makes jokes, Upset makes jokes, you know, uh, Ivan also, good vibe, you know, humanoid, good vibe. Everyone is just a good vibe, you know? It's like... Um, this is a team with very experienced players so uh, they know uh, the the pitfalls of where you can waste energy and waste time and and you know build resentment you know uh, so i'm i'm very excited why do you always say grab any by the balls when you do a speech in front of them uh i don't always say that <laughs> i really don't it's in uh you know, my, my speeches, usually I cater them uh, depending on what I feel the energy that my players are giving off to me. Like, if I feel like they're a little bit tense, I throw in a joke, you know, to just ease them up a bit. If I notice they're joking a bit too much, I become a little bit more serious. You know, it's just about, you know, trying to put them in, in the right state of mind coming into the game. And, uh, you know, grab them by the balls is, is more about, you know, something else. It's more like an in-game thing. It's like... You know, when someone is in a rough position, I want you to fucking grab them by the balls and fucking squeeze, you know, fucking pay, put pain into them. Don't let them go, you know. It's, it's, it's more of like an in-game term. Uh, can you tell us about Niski? Is he going to be a sub? Uh, we're we're not having any plans to, to, to utilize uh, Niski uh, directly. I think it's too difficult to... I, I don't think League works in a, in a way where it's too easy to, to just implement a sub. Uh, with, uh, like uh, for me, uh, I know that Niski, um, you know, the best move for him is just to 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 grind solo queue, to stream, to abuse the fact that everyone's screaming and he they these players can't put their face out there the same way, and uh, just put the pressure on every mid laner out there uh, by just uh, you know elevating the opinion of the community and making sure that there's you know a lot of you know good footage of him playing the game. Uh, I, I wonder if I, I hope that maybe he goes to Korea. Uh, I'm sure, I think now in the beginning he's gonna stay in Europe and just uh, stream and just play solo queue. And um, I think that's uh, that's that's like you know there's opportunity in that. You never know how a year is gonna play out, right? You never know how a year is gonna play out. Things can happen. Things can occur. And um, you know opportunities will come uh, the best thing Niski can do is to prepare himself for those uh, opportunities you know
I think, you know, I, I hope Deniski learns to be bold and, and, and brave in his approach to the game. Because I think he is too much of a follower, you know? Because the issue with being a follower is that eventually you'll reach a point where you face the people that you follow. And how are you going to beat the players that you've tried to mimic, you know? Did Niski also punch a table? Uh, no. Niski is, is, is a good dude. I, I, I wish him all the best. I truly do. And uh, I, I will do what I can to help him, you know? It's just the moment I've worked with the player, I see my commitment. Like It's like a bond that I want to, you know, hold dearly to me. Uh, for forever. You know, when I look back at some of the players that I don't have contact with the same way today, it it's 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 it it always saddens me. You know, because it feels like you know somewhere along the line, you know, we didn't we didn't get the most out of the relationship that we could have. You know. So if I think of the people that I'm close to now, like I feel close to Hilly, feel close to, to Elias, you know, like I still talk to Mickey, I still talk to Wunder, I still talk to Jizuke, Kabushad, Attila, like uh, I'm in touch with, with Nuktak, sometimes I talk with Mithi, you know, old teammates, you know, it's like there's, there's probably names that I'm forgetting, but there's definitely some, some, some names that, that uh, leave a gap, you know, and, uh, that's uh, that's sad to me too, you know. So Jensen as well, still talk to Jensen. You know, when we see each other, we know each other, you know. But I guess that that would be the case with with everyone that I work with, you know. It's like uh, I don't like we. I worked with Yankos and and Vander, but I don't really stay in touch with them. The last time I talked with Vander was uh, back in uh, two thousand. The end of 2019, because I wanted to join Rogue. <laughs> I wanted to coach Rogue because I thought that roster was pretty damn good with Hansama and, and, and Vander and Inspired, and I thought they can do some serious damage with some uh, good coaching behind them, you know? <laughs> so I was pushing to join Rogue. This was uh, quite some some long time ago, you know. The, the the players over in Korea, it's like I haven't talked too much with them. I I, I kept in touch with Onfleek and Fate, and um, and Joker, and uh, Becker, the owner, or not the owner, but uh, one of the higher ups at uh, Sandbox. But yeah, 
do you think that the league esports scene should implement some form of system which would encourage the use of substitutes similar to other esports? Maybe this way Winiski would be able to remain on Fnatic but not on the main roster. Uh, well, what, what would be the system be? You know, like what, what kind of a system makes sense? It it kind of doesn't, right? It kind of doesn't. I'm just gonna check the tweet that I tweeted uh, when I announced I'm gonna do the voice of Imaro and see what kind of replies there are. So Paul asks, what was the process of making roster decisions? Who is involved in what way? What was different to other teams you've worked with? Well, pretty much, um, uh, as I understand it, Javier is, uh, you know, the decision maker. He needs to involve, uh, you know, the higher ups of Fnatic in his decision making process. And they, of course, give feedback. And, you know, my role in it is just I gave feedback on players. And, you know, I just say I feel strongly about this player. I feel strongly about this player. We need to get an upgrade over here. We need to make sure that, you know, we push for this player. If we get this player, we're going to, uh, you know, this is going to move in a good direction. And uh, I, I have a lot of information because I keep my, my ears to the ground right. So I just try to leverage that as much as possible into making sure that I have uh, a good roster. Some pieces of information as well that I find out I can't use uh, to, 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 because information flows and, and people trust me, right? But all in all, uh, you know, uh, that's, you know, the process to some degree. Uh, what was it different to other teams you've worked with? No, it's it's pretty similar to other teams. You know, uh, in other teams that I work with, it's like, yo, uh, here's a key uh, to uh, our house. Do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, I've been in that situation. And uh, that's also pretty fucking nice, honestly. I, I, I enjoy that position. But uh, in Fnatic, uh, Fnatic is very involved. And, and, and in the end, you know, Javi is, uh, is, is, is making the decisions uh, with, with the advice of, of many. Me included. Mojo the Fanatic fan. Uh, so hyped for this roster. At first I wasn't sure about it, but after really thinking about it, it definitely has insane potential. Yeah, it does. It has crazy potential. You know, it's like so many things, so many, you know, crossroads happened uh, during this offseason where, you know, like, uh, like, you you need a little bit of luck in off seasons uh, with the way they played out, and I, I couldn't have been happier. Really, I couldn't have been happier. I I wouldn't want to replace any player, you know. I I wouldn't want to. You know, at the beginning, as the off season started, you know, uh, just just for for clarity's sake, you know, as as the, the off season started, in my mind, you know, the players. That would be like a good core to to start building on would be Whippo, Haley, and and Upset. You know that's that's what I saw. You know this is the foundation that we can look to build on, and maybe you know together with these players, maybe look for potential upgrades. You know, and then of course Whippo, uh, you know, wanted to transfer to North America, and you know, you begin to look at other options, and then you know the way it played out, I'm I'm so fucking happy, very happy.
a lot of fans, me included, lost some faith given our great prospects we had as well as before the incident. Is there anything you can say to comfort the Super Bowl fans after this tragedy? Well, I've said everything that I need to say and everything that I should say. Uh, I think we are at the point where, you know, we're done singing, it's time to dance, you know? We should just show, uh, you know, uh, our moves, you know? Were also other journalists considered? Uh, no. It's like, um, it was Razork right away. Denzi asks, are you excited to see what comes of Rookie and the Shy with a fresh start? I really am. I don't know how it's going to look like, like considering, like there's some crazy ass top laners coming from China. Like, um, Ale, Bin, Breathe, like th those names get me a little bit more excited than the Shy. And the Shy is still a fucking legend, you know? I think this guy is absolutely crazy how good he is. And um, I just can't imagine where he's going to, you know, fucking rise from the ashes and dominate these three that I just mentioned. So I am not super hyped about Weibo Gaming because. Uh, I believe what Suni accomplished with that bin roster is just the peak of what they could have accomplished. I think LNG and Billy Billy is. Oof. Crazy rosters. But let's continue with the questions here. Uh, do you think Razak and Hilly can be strong enough sub jung duo compared to the rest of the league? Um, I, I think so, yeah. I, I think they can be the best uh, jungle uh, super duo in the league, for sure. Okay, that's all the Twitter questions. Some orange juice. OJ. Uh, we did not uh, try uh, to sign Summit. What are the objectives you have this season? Uh, in my mind, if I, if we don't win the league back-to-back, -back, um, I am going to be very disappointed. Um, if, if I don't win the league back-to-back -back this year, um, I will uh, reconsider what I'm doing with my life. Uh, like it's about damn time. Like I've worked with this game for 11 years and I don't have titles. I've won some shit tournaments here and there, but... You know, I want to be able to look at that board and, uh, you know, I know it might sound ridiculous when I'm wearing two caps uh, as a joke, but um, it's about damn time.
Yeah. Did you consider signing Civ HD? Yeah. Uh, it just felt to me as uh, Bushy Bushy and the Fanatic Bushy Bushy would just be be a perfect match. Is everything okay with Razok's arm? He's, he's looking to get better, yeah. It's improving. Do you look at the RL players, any player who surprises you? Mm. Mm. Not sure. Are you excited for the top lane changes in the meta due to TP? Well, any changes to top lane, I'm very happy because I have Wunder. He's the most adaptable player you've ever seen. So I'm... <laughs> any top lane changes, I, I welcome, because this guy will figure it out. This guy will figure it out, man. What will make this roster stronger than the last one? What stands out to you as the biggest difference? I think we will have a lot more possibilities to, to play through different avenues than just through bottom side. I think we will be less reliant on big bot lane leads, which is something we did very, very well. But it turned out, you know, we, we did it in the end because nothing else, we couldn't really figure out anything else. And um, I think now uh, with, with this player gunpowder that we have that we, we are going to be able to you know play the game in in multiple different manners a big issue of ours was you know when we couldn't get uh easy you know uh, prior or when our bowling wasn't stronger necessarily and they were playing champs that couldn't really dictate the pace of the game when solo laners needed to do it in in the midst of their game we we kind of struggled it, it like when, when you're playing solo lane you need to uh, you need to be very, very crisp on how, oh, I'm going to push this wave, we're going to group on mid, we're going to take over the map. Like, it needs to be very, very clear. You need to lead the game. And that's why I like the names. Like, like Wunder was, was the go-to name, of course. And then the second, you know, the second on that list was, was Cabo because I know these players can do this really, really fucking well. Mechanically, you know, Wunder is really, really insane and he knows how to lead the game through through side, you know. Are you looking forward to get a world skin after we win worlds? I think I need to win worlds a couple of th times before um, before it's relevant. I think Wunder as well, like a humanoid as well, very good uh, in terms of knowing which which waves to push, how to group on mid, how to take over the map. You know these things are so important. Like when you need to use side lane in order to create situations where you group, uh, it's it's so important. Because in theory, this game is... If, if I was to describe this game right now, like what the meta is, or like what what 
high elo gameplay is or like how what competitive play is is grouping as five without with losing as little as gold as possible that's what league of legends is group as five while losing as little gold as possible and um you know how you manage to set up your side lane waves is so important. A lot of people saying humanoid have a short amount of champs to play. What do you think about that? Hmm. How? How? Like? Like? What? What? What does he not play? Plays Rise. Plays TF. Plays Victor. Plays. Like. Like. Well, what does he not play? Oriana. Plays Syndra. Plays Corky. Plays. Plays anything. Plays Lucian. Like like what what plays Zoe? Like what 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 do you want want him to play? He plays Akali? Like he he destroyed me on Akali. He destroyed me on so many different champs. <laughs> Humanoid has destroyed me so many times. <laughs> I got sick of it. I was like, humanoid, please stop fisting me. It's time. Jonah Falcon. Biggest penis in the world. <laughs> Anyhow. Someone asked me about the Kato situation. Well, without using Kato's situation, like like let me let me talk on the, the situation with LEC, right? It's just the LEC Imagine you're a farmer, okay? You're a farmer and all of a sudden out of nowhere, right? You just have this goose that lays golden eggs. You have a goose that lays golden eggs. You're like, holy moly. This goose that lays golden eggs is in my goose house or wherever you keep your, your, your geese. There's two, two ideas there, right? There's the approach as the farmer to have the ego to say, yo... My farm is so damn good, and what I'm doing is so damn good that I'm producing golden eggs on my farm. Or the approach where the farmer is like, wow, I'm very fortunate to have this golden goose, you know, that lays golden eggs in my farm. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this, this goose feels celebrated, that Maybe other geese is gonna are gonna come along that lay golden eggs and they're going to want to come into the organization. You know, this goose needs to feel valued. Needs to feel valued. LEC is more of the one like the 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 decision makers in the LEC are more of the position where oh you know we are so damn good. The LEC product is so damn good because of us, not because of the people that are actively there, you know? It's like, I worked in the LEC for half a year, 
right? One split. And the people on the ground are fucking insane at what they do, you know? Frost was there, really good at what she does. Like, Vedius is really fucking smart. Dracos is so fucking creative, it's unbelievable, you know? Like, Dracos is insanely talented. Like, this guy, he has, like, he just has a mind that clicks the right way, you know? Definitely does. Shocks, best in the business. You know, like shocks makes it so easy for for anyone that comes along on the desk. You know, it's just that that desk feels like home when you're there. You know, she just makes it so damn easy. You know, medic also fucking insane. Like the amount the the level that medic has improved to and the matureness he has achieved is is insane. You know. And that is also due to the, the, the same people, you know? The people that came along later were, you know, pushed, elevated forward due to the other people that were around, right? It's like, for me, the LEC is as good of a product as it is due to the people that are working there in, in you know, in the fucking pits. They are fucking putting in the work, you know? The face of the fucking product. But, as with everything, you know, everyone wants to take credit. Someone above them wants to take credit, and someone above them wants to take credit, you know? And, in my mind, when you have people like this come along, you know? Like Kedro, like Dracos, and, and the, the whole casting crew, they need to be valued and cherished. And working at the LEC, it's often that you don't feel cherished and, and celebrated. And mostly the, the most fun part about it and the most beautiful part about it was working in that group of people, you know? That's like gorgeous. But all the politics aside and all the fucking bullshit, that's just frustrating. The amount you get paid, frustrating fucking pain, you know? And I hope that the decision makers in the LEC realize that there are some people that are not replaceable. They are just not replaceable. And I see this so often. This happens in any line of work. It really does. It happens in any line of work. But I assure you, without these fucking brilliant people that are working on the ground, you know, like 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 quick shots and, and shocks and 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 Kedro, you know, it's just they're giving back to each other, you know? It's like Kedro is fucking fantastic, but he came into a group that also enabled that, you know? And Kedro fucking captured lightning in a bottle, you know? And to 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 be now in a position it is it, just I I when I was there and I was working there, I always wished that the LEC casters would see how fucking good they are at what they do. I always wish that. That they saw how fucking good they are at what they do. And, um... Because in the end, if if you see... If, if someone else doesn't value you, you know? If someone else doesn't value you, you need to value yourself. You need to understand your own value, you know? Because imagine in a world where, like imagine in a world where the whole LAC cast just stood up and left, 
you know how, how how what kind of a fucking hole that would leave it would be insane what kind of a hole that would leave so they need to understand that they have a lot of power you know but it's so easy to to just move towards comfort you know it's like oh i can i can live on this I, i'll just accept it for what it is and i'll have you know a nice job And um, you say they know it, but the LEC doesn't know it. But all in all, you know, my experience working in the LEC, the people on the ground, the the staff, like the the talent, and like the the producers that you work close to, like like Kevin and you know and Depa, uh, and um, I'm, I'm blanking on another name, Brett. You know the the producers that are on the ground. You know, super fucking good. You know. We have, uh, you know, the script writer. It's fucking good, you know. Those the people on the ground that you interact with, fucking good, you know. Now that you're talking about casters, thoughts on Captain Flowers? He's he's a legend, man. He, he has a way with words, man. They just he's he's just beautiful how articulate he gets and how how rarely he reuses words. Like this guy always thinks of new sentences. It's like there's every every time there's a new sentence coming out of his mouth. It's uh, it's uh, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's it happens everywhere, Bashi. It, it it happens everywhere where the people that are making things move forward are not being valued. They are not. And in that process there's always there's always about fifteen people that want to take credit for something one person did. It's it's just a pyramid of who is stroking their own ego the most. <laughs> It's like the correct approach is understand the value of certain people, make them feel valued, and in that you will attract more people that are going to be very valuable. You know? Yeah. How can I be so masculine like you? Just be honest, be impeccable with your word, be precise in your language. If you are always honest and you're precise in your language, you will be confident in what you say. And if you're confident in what you say, everything else comes after. Get some sunlight on your scrotum for testosterone boost. I've I've read about that too, honestly, to tan your balls. But I just don't understand how how, how would you go about it. 
I'm not going to just fucking show my testicles on the balcony or some shit, you know? It's just, like, how on earth do you get yourself uh, to that position? Giga Chad, do it. Gotta do what you gotta do. Go to some house in a mountain. Favorite food in Berlin? Like you mean as a favorite food or favorite restaurant in Berlin? Shaves is a goddamn legend, you know? Like for me, Shaves is one of those guys where I want to work with together. And I see myself as, as the head coach, it's important for me to make sure that people feel valued, you know, and that they're on a path of progress and, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, we, we are, we're, in a, we're in a world where, you know, he feels like he's moving forward and what he does is, is, is valued, you know, it's, Shaves is, is a goddamn legend, you know, he works remotely, but he puts in so much effort, so much work, he shares my love for the game, and I can always talk to him, we're learning things from one another, and I love Shaves, I love Shaves, I really, really love Shaves, I, 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 like, Shaves is one of those people where I would be ready to work with him for the rest of my life, you know, I... I don't think, yeah, we, we it, like, we, we would just be so, you know, the, the situation would be so difficult without him, you know, in, in this year. You know, what he, the work he put in in summer, because he was not with us in spring, it was, was insane. Yeah, yeah Ops is going to start in spring, there's, there's no issues anymore. Do you feel a player like Upset takes more attention to maintenance than average? No, really not. This guy just wants to win. It's the same when everyone says, yo, Uzi needs resources and so forth. No, Uzi gets resources because teams with Uzi realize that's the best fucking chance for you to win the game. Has nothing to do with anything else, really. Uh, Tolkien is not going to be working with us uh, coming into next year. Boom, boom, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away, sail away. Are you confident in getting Wunder back to form? I'm very confident he's going to get back to form. No problem at all. I'm very confident. Is the humanoid contract still pending from right side? Uh, there's some situation going on. I, I, I don't know how to, to explain it without walking into a minefield. So I'll just leave it at that. There was mention of not being allowed to film League content in the team presentation stream. Any chance to elaborate on that? 
as far as I understand, we're not allowed to fucking do league-related content or some shit. Like, it's, it's fucking weird. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't think you're, so, you're allowed to do league content that's sponsored or something like that. Like, it's silly. Shaves is still working with Fnatic, yes. Shaves is a beast. Love me some shaves. So Shaves is just very good at understanding, uh, like, he just has very good, good on, like, game understanding and is just, uh, you know, very in love with the game. So he always tries to figure out, you know, the next best strategy and he has his ear close to the ground, talks to a lot of people and is constantly, you know, on, you know, the cusp of, of finding the, the next big thing. Like, he, he saw many, many champs and many builds before anyone else did. Has good understanding of, you know, how games are being won. And me and him on, you know, a game knowledge level in terms of how we believe the game is supposed to be played, we, we agree, you know. We believe in, like, minimal risk-taking, hovering, making sure that you, you know, build vision and that you, you set up correctly and that you, you know, minimize the opportunity for the enemy team, you know. And this is how good League of Legends is played. It's like secure yourself, sec secure yourself from defeat, and eventually, the win will be given to you by the enemy, right? And uh, you know, just just me, me and Shaves were just on the same uh, wavelength on so many thing things. What do you think about the preseason changes? I feel like this is the weakest off-season in terms of changes that we've probably ever seen. Like we have two new souls, but that's just going to affect uh, like a certain percentage of the games. And, um, you know, that isn't enough for me to say, you know, this is going to be, you know, a completely new, new year. The jungle changes aren't that big either. I think it does invite some different junglers that are very strong at clearing to 315 and being ready for crab. But all in all, I think we're going to see a lot of the same uh, that we saw in, in this year. And, and I'm worried because maybe a stagnation uh, in, in the game in terms of what can be done is, is dangerous for the game. Because I believe that the last three seasons have been very similar. It's like Damon won Worlds, and a lot of the things that Damon did still apply coming into, uh, you know, the next year. And, I, like, I, I don't know if they could do, like, some crazy-ass shit. Like, imagine imagine they just remove Flash from the game. Like, let, let's say, we are going to remove Flash from the game. And then just see what happens. Like, that would be very interesting. Like, what would happen if, if there's no Flash in the game? Just for just throw chaos into it. I don't know. Everything is balanced around Flash, right? But it would change the meta completely, right? The idea of how people perceive the game would just change completely. Assassin will be meta. Maybe not. Maybe everyone just fucking runs around with five exhausts, you know?
it's just you know i'm not saying that's the right way but it's just the element of of craziness you know the element of craziness and and so forth that uh, is inherently very exciting Mythics preseason was decent. Yes, it was exciting and it was new, but now it's se it's settled really quick because inherently, in terms of how we play the game, it didn't change too much, right? The the game was being played the same. What about a new form of damage? Uh, I think that's a bit too too deep. <laughs> I think you went uh, off of a whole. You went, you went in Zimbabwe, man. <laughs> I think, I think you you went too far on on the creativity. How will the new dragons impact pro play? Do you have any insight yet? Like the the, the maps are, like stat wise, the drakes are very good, very broken, yeah. The souls are also very broken, but um, like the maps are also kind of strange. I, I haven't seen enough of what you can do with the portals to give you like a good idea, but it feels like those portals are significant enough to change the fabric about in terms of how the game is going to be played on those specific maps. I think uh, also Chemtech, you know, Chemtech... Uh, the Chemtech Soul map is is indeed pretty, pretty, you know, polarizing in terms of you know, just being in a better position means you know. I just, yeah, it's it's very strange, very strange. What do you think is the strongest side of this roster? Will it still be bought? I, I think we have strong enough players in each position to accommodate any meta. And uh, that's where you want to be. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be a bot-centric team or a mid-centric team or top-centric team. We, 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 don't need to, we don't need to commit into anything. The game will lead our path. Will objective bounties push late game hypercarries into more prevalence in pro play? Uh, no. It's still tied to what, you know, what 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 is going on in your lane is still too important to to like, uh, you know, forgive. You can't necessarily just pick late game scaling and hope that you're going to have objective bounties because. Uh, if the enemy has control over the map, means they're going to maintain tempo over you, and as long as they, you know, space out the objectives well, 
uh, and you never commit to uh, a map trade, those objective bounties are not going to be, you know, there for you to take. The only reason, guys, that we played around bot so heavily is because we had the highest chance of winning playing around bot. It's always, it's it's always a, a twisted thing when people view a team as like, yeah, this team only plays around bot, but usually it's not because it's not because there's some ego thing or it's like, yeah, the only way I can play is if you gank bot. No, it was just. If we want to win the game with the highest possibility, we would play through bot, we would unleash hilly, we would get upset ahead and and uh, we would um, have some smooth sailing, you know? So in the context of, of our team, we just had the highest chances of winning when we played through bot. And Niski uh, and Adam tried their best to adapt to that. How much did remote play affect your players' performance or mental or your role as a coach? For me, honestly, it was very difficult to deal with because in a lot of the games, I couldn't hear my players. I was watching the games on a delay. Sometimes I was entering the room and I'm like, did we win? Did we lose? I don't know. It was um, ridiculous, honestly. And uh, the fact that I don't get to listen to my players was, was just so bad. Like, I, I, I don't know what I needed to be for my players when they came out of that room. Because... I would like to listen in and understand their state of mind, how they're doing, how they're feeling, so I can be the coach that I need to be when they come out of that room. And uh, not being able to listen to them or not knowing what the, what's going on in the game was was inherently hard. It's also strange to 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 get in in the right mindset in in that type of environment. Uh, but all in all, you know, you you figure it out eventually. Time is flying, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start very soon with the RAC, 14th of January. Unforgiven is not forgiven. Fanboy was pathing quite interesting. Usually it was straight up two full clears into bot. You already explained the bot part, but why the two full clears? Mm, I don't think that's necessarily true, that that was a trend that we were doing. It's just in some games, it's like you uh, path into bot, take your crabby, put down a ward, base, and then you path into bot again, and usually around that time. So, so basically, the, the game is divided into sequences, right? So it's 3.15 is like the mo first most significant point. It could be a little bit earlier because sometimes like on cannon wave, three waves get stacked and there's a dive. So you could argue that the first significant point is 
like around the first cannon crash you can stack four waves or three waves into into dive which means that the jungle takes three camps into dive into crabby after so that's around like two 250 245 the first dive happens uh, 315 is crab right so basically most junglers they they can full clear 315 into crab and those who can't usually like full clear five camps into crab into golems and then after crab they put down a ward like let's say you're playing kiana you do uh, five camps you do blue gromp wolf Rapt uh, raptor uh, red into crab uh, and then after crab you do golems which uh, puts you a little bit slower on tempo tempo wise than other junglers because you can already base but there is a little bit of a grace period because after the jungle uh, spawn time was changed which was quite some time ago it was between spring and summer to change the spawn camp time the window you have after you full clear is is a little bit larger right you you, you have a, a, maybe like 20 seconds more than than you used to have because in the past you remember in spring it was mostly udir full clearing he, he full clears and then by the time you take your crab your base your crumb is already spawning and then if Uri was playing against a player that or against a jungler that was five camp into er, er, a crab into into six camp usually the Udir player could invade on raptor or he could invade on 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 gromp right because he's so much quicker and uh, all in all uh, the first significant point is 315 then after the second clear the next significant point is the 530 cannon wave that comes usually this is where either top or mid wants to contest heavily because you compete for level six right you compete for level six so you can use that level six swing uh, the advantage of having level six which of course in some cases maybe uh, your mid laner tp bot and he got a kill and maybe has more xp than usual something happened so maybe 530 isn't when you get level six it can definitely change but 530 is usually the wave that you get level six is wave nine into ten right and uh, you can contest level six so that's usually happens so let's say you're full clear base your gromp spawns uh, like the kiana does full clear into golem base gromp spawns wolf spawns and then already as you walk into river and you walk towards your raptor this is like the five minute mark because your gromp starts to respawn around four minute mark right so 530 significant timer and then usually you lever that timer into maybe a bot dive or maybe you leverage that timer into a uh, you know uh into a dragon which is usually the case it, it's very systematic 536 minute timer and then let's say we pat on the bottom side they crash the wave we dove usually the wave bounces and then you're full clear on the bottom again and then at the 530 timer you're going to stack be stacking wave bot again which is a very common occurrence you walk into mid get your level six of your mid laner step into bottom side boom your bot lane is stacking another wave maybe you threaten dive maybe you don't uh, you suffocate them out and then if the enemy jungle defends, maybe you leverage that into a dragon, maybe you don't, and, and then you continue. You you get your level 6 on jungle, because maybe you get another scuttle, and uh, and you take your, your golems, your, your raptors, after you, you, you go to your 6, and, and then, uh, you know, all is good. And then you repeat. You base, you go gromp, you step in the bottom side, 7.30, you want to make sure that your bottom bases, they base, open through mid, you're on, you're on the Rift Herald, and so forth it's quite systematic right there's 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 key set key moments in the game key waves in the game that you need to pay attention to uh, if you are looking at um pro play like basically if, if you look at pro play uh the, the early game is 230 is anyone stacking wave is anyone in dive position 
or is did someone level two gank? That's also something that can happen, right? Level two gank, uh, three camp to gank that can happen too. Of course, there's a little bit of variance because you know players can make decisions, but most of the time it's like two thirty is the any wave that is getting stacked. Is the jungle diving? Is 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 um, is is that opportunity to to invade because maybe there's that that wave that you're stacking the enemy jungle is defending. Then maybe you can look to invade. You can look to clap them at blue. You can look to uh, destroy them at gromp. And then uh, the next time is 3.15, the crabs. Are you going to be able to double crab? Is it a match situation? Is it unmatch, mismatch? Are people just spatting in different directions? And then the next significant time is usually, you know, 5.30, uh, that the wave that's coming that reaches you to level 6. You translate that into a 6-minute dragon. Very common. Sometimes not because drakes are, are some, some drakes are very tough to kill, right? Like killing Ocean Drake. Like if you start hitting Ocean Drake and the enemy reacts, even if you have prior, the clear wave and walk into there, you can get completely fucked right you can get completely uh, annihilated but but usually teams have enough of an understanding of where junglers can and cannot be especially in in a mismatch situation where teams like but basically uh you 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 get another ward at four minutes as a jungler you you full clear take the crab walk into enemy jungle place your ward base right you you guys have seen this so many times this has happened so many times it's more common now after they changed uh, the the jungle between spring and summer uh, but I, I realize I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore I'm I'm just talking about uh, random stuff yeah vision is 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 very op because basically as as a strong point in the game. If you are the only strong point in the game, in a lot of cases, trying to build your own advantage is not going to, to win you the game. It is good to try to extend your advantage to a certain point where you feel ready to carry the game, but as a strong point in the game, you need to make sure that everyone can play the game. So let's say as a top laner, a lot of people think the top lane is such an island that can't carry games. It's because you are refusing to leave. It's like... You you are on an island, but the the other the, the like the, the mainland is the the water is very shallow. Yeah, you you can walk there. Like the the river water is not deep at all. You're not gonna drown. So, as the top laner that is very strong, I can push. Instead of looking to like freeze and fuck with the enemy top laner, I need to make sure that my mid laner and my bot lane is enabled to play the game. So. Let's say I stack a wave, I crash it, I put down wards. I put a ward on enemy golems, enemy raptors too. Let's say I took a big big leap around. Me spotting the enemy jungle there or not spotting him gives my team so much information. If if the enemy jungle shows there, it means that maybe our bot lane, they thought they were going to get dove, are not getting dove, they're not getting ganked, they're able to push out. Maybe the jungle is going to be able to breathe. He's going to be able to, you know, you know... Uh, uh, take his jungle camps without uh, any issues you can as the top laner you can be on the mid wave right let's say you want to prevent a bottom dive you push in top you step into mid the next top wave is already coming but the mid wave is coming too you're hovering into mid and your mid laners that is so weak is able to to push that wave and then hover into bottom side just because you decided to not play for your own ego, not play for your own advantage, and you walk down into mid, you sacrifice a, a CS or two, or maybe sometimes even six CS, for you to step down and to, you know, uh, smash it, you know, and go into top mid. And that's like a very simple way of explaining 
the 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 transfer of of pressure hovering is so broken it's so open to hover it's like you, you you can have so much impact on the map in any role if you choose to do so like i as a top laner right i can leave top completely and i can just go lane bot let's say i'm jace i just fire eqs at the enemy bot lane and they can't do anything right the enemy bot lane can't pressure and maybe the enemy top laner is going to push Gonna take a plating, maybe take 6 CS, I lose 12 CS, 18 CS, you know, it adds up. But of course you're paying a price to do it, but sometimes paying that price is the best thing you can do. Because sometimes those minions are not gonna be enough for you to do anything significant in the game. That's why you so often you see post 25 minute mark, everyone has 3 items, you no longer give a shit about siding, you just fucking walk on mid, you're strong enough, you already have all your items, minions don't fucking matter anymore. You just fucking group and you go, right? Yeah, Silas is uh, pretty, pretty int. To be Tamkench, I don't know, I'll play like Dr. Mundo, maybe I'll play Orn. I'll play like maybe Fiora, Camille, play maybe Vayne, Action, I don't know. Maybe not action. Uh, but nevertheless, I think that's enough uh, of, of for today's episode of The Voice of Yamato. I appreciate all of you. I said today I'm going to look at one of old uh, one of the old Faker games. Um, all in all, uh, you know, I'll probably look to do that tomorrow. Uh, we just... Uh, I, I, I want to review all of the significant games of Faker in this history. So I want to start off with his Nidalee game against Ambition, where he completely stomped him. I want to start there, and then I want to, you know, go through the Faker saga, because I think it's important to document, and maybe there's, you know, a piece of information that we can learn. I think it will be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Um, as a final part of the stream, I just want to give you guys my codes. Uh, Let's take a look. Let's take a trip. Riot. Riot codes. Your legal legends codes are out here now ea sports it's in the game all right so i'm gonna ask you guys to join the discord because it's just easier to to get it done you guys get uh, the the special uh, treatment copy so just join my discord here and i'll post all of the skin codes in general uh, in about three minutes so just join the discord 
Join the Discord, my friends. And I'll give you guys some codes. I'll give you guys some mother flipping codes. Uh, take care, Gonchi. Are you on the Discord often? Yeah, sure. Is there any for you know the keys? Yes, there are. Yeah, yeah, of course. Everyone is welcome to, to look to grab a skin. So I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds and then I'm going to post it. It's going to be in general, right? All right, guys, I'm going to count down. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Stream delay, stream delay, and uh, it would doom. Bard is hard. And some more. Alright. Thanks so much for watching. If you sneeze during this broadcast or during this video, bless you and bless your face. I'll catch you guys on the Philippity Flap. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to eat a pig whole. Bye-bye.